This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey gang, welcome back to another superfan episode. Last week we had Janelle and Rhett, and we're keeping the couple theme going. And today we're talking to Roseanne and Michael from New York. Hey guys. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hey. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Adrian. Thank you for joining us. I know that Jen has been corresponding with you guys, so she knows a little bit more about your background than I do. But let's start by you telling us how you got into Below Deck. Did you start at the very beginning, 10 years ago, or have you gotten into it recently? <laughs> well, he actually found it first, yeah, yeah, which is weird because I love Michael. Bravo. It's funny. What a question <laughs> you asked. <laughs> is this a great family debate that we stumbled into already? No, no, she, I'm she. always like, because he's like a guy, you know, he watches guy stuff. So one day he's like watching this show with these people on a yacht. And I'm like, what are you watching? It's like, oh, the show's great. You got to watch it. So I think you started, though, the second season. I started the second season. And what's funny is, I don't know if you remember, it was years ago, but there used to be a show hosted by Chris Hardwick named Shipmates. Yes. It was. (laughs) And he thought it was going to be like that. Yeah, for people who don't know, it was like a dating show, reality show set on like a carnival cruise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were always literally shipwrecks. And I loved watching them (laughs) because it was hilarious. Yeah. And one day I'm flipping through the channels. I don't think I realized it was Bravo. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw the camera interviewing, I guess, one of the cast members. And I thought like, oh, I guess Shipmates is back on the air. <laughs> so I started watching it and I realized it was a reality show, you know, based that pretty much focused on the crew of the mega yacht. I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty cool. Right. And then what's funny, Adrian, is the first episode I actually saw was the second season when you were a guest of the charters returning oh to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need reaction no, no. stories. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, uh, we, it's funny because we were like, oh, what's their, like, they, she must have been really rough on them. Like, we didn't know. Right, like, wow, this is wacky. Like, like oh, what? she must have been a pain in the ass. And then we went back and watched the first season. We were like, you know what? I don't really blame her. No, like if anybody, <laughs> if anybody had the hard season, it was you because of your stews. Yeah, and, you had a rough go. Yeah, that I, Sam girl. Sam, is she? We if we ever like catch a marathon and I'm just like, there's that girl again. Like Sam, I can't. Sam, 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 um, it's you and me both. like because we didn't get the animosity and like the venom that cat had towards you and i was like why did she do this first i was like wow like it must have really went down yeah and then when we watched it i'm like wow it was so again it was out of context and just seeing i guess one side of it Mm and seeing the other side which i guess is true in all reality right you can only really see what they choose to present right you know what i mean so and or what's gonna get your ratings 
in context, I think that both of those girls were sold a bill of goods about what they were going to be there to do, mm-hmm. and which was probably to entice them to show up and film in the first place. I mm-hmm. knew what that was going to be. I mean, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be like, but I knew what I was there to do. Right. I think that they were deceived. And I think mm. that they thought that they were going to be doing a little bit of work and mostly playing and drinking and mm-hmm. trying to screw everybody on a boat. So right. that makes sense. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So me being there to be in their face and be like, you guys need to do your jobs that you're here and being paid to do. They were like, what the hell? That's not what we thought we were doing here. Right. Like I'm on our show. I should be... Because we right. we bumped a lot, especially with Sam and who was who Who's was the that guy dude, that she had to have a beer with? I forget his name. CJ. 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 Yes. We kind of felt. I'm like, hold on. They're supposed to be working. Like, why are they pushing back and giving Adrian so much attitude? Like, she's telling them to do their jobs. Like, what the hell's wrong? That they're not the chart, I guess. Yeah. But I guess if you if you say it like that, that they were sold a certain thing and it wasn't what they expect I guess it kind of makes sense right but they were like like that's probably one of the ballsiest moves was them like let's have a beer and float around while like in the middle of a, I still like when I see that I'm like I don't think I've seen crew members be that bold Balls, that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I just that, so I, like we always because like Bravo loves to do those marathons and we're like oh like when I see that season, it's like, it's a little like that girl. Um, I just don't know. I have to like give you so much credit because she just really not a fan. That's yeah. what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Wish her well, but not a fan. Given it's 10 years later and I still have the exact same reaction that you do. So it's not lost on me that you guys feel that way because I still very much feel that way and I lived it. You know what I mean? Oh, of the sting has not come out of that for me yet. And I'm not sure that it ever will, because I still look at that and go, I wish that that would have been such a better experience. And it had the potential to be. I had worked on the show for almost four years prior to us actually filming. And oh, I had really? such high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't I know that. So the woman that created the show, I got put in touch with by a Yachty friend of mine when she first started shopping around to see if the show was even a viable idea. And so I had been involved from the beginning, from when she first started. And so I was actually the very first person that Lee met in person that had anything to do with the show. When they finally chose that boat, when they finally chose Corte Leon, I had to go to the boat and walk around because the production people were like, look, the boat's too boring. The interior is really bland we need you to show up there and buy some throw pillows to make it look interesting because right now it's it's terrible on camera (laughs) and so it was interesting and it was heartbreaking to me after all the effort that was put into that at least from my end anyway that I walked away with barely any relationship with any of those people that I worked on that boat with for six weeks it, it was it was like it was almost like they were out to get you yeah like it season. absolutely like, felt that way cry, trying to make her upset on yeah like, what's the deal now like you said that they were signed up for like I guess they thought it was going to be like real world where you just hang out they didn't understand right. that you actually had to do right. a job and when I look at it from that perspective like you really were like we have to work we have to do this and well, a I majority think, of I them. Think, yeah, we talk about it a lot when we see, especially the younger crew, Stews and Deckhands. Like, 
I think you in particular, like you took this as a career, whereas we right. almost thought of it as like a part-time, like summer job, you know, and right. which is why they acted the way they did. That's a good way to right. look at it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them still, like even now, like you can tell, like the ones that are there, like I'm just here. I forget what season it was. Oh, it was um, James from Below Deck with the, uh, the he was guy. like, I'm here for vacation. And Eddie's like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're here to work. Yeah. Right. He looked at him like, sorry, no. Like, that's not what this is. Oh, yeah. You want the tan to work out? Yeah. Just go drink it. He just wanted to party. Yeah. That's one of the most fun things that Adrian and I do when a new series starts is we try and figure out right away who's there for the camera and who's there to actually work. And it's pretty easy to spot now. Mm -hmm. It's pretty disparate now. It used to not be such a stark contrast between them, but now, you know, whoever is like, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) That name was flowing through me. Yeah. We we are yeah. we know yeah Ashley definitely right off I said to him I remember it was the first episode I said she's gonna be a problem yeah if you're going that hard for a relationship with someone you know is a hound and mm-hmm. going that hard for drama because you got third stew and second stew there are ulterior motives there so yes absolutely, absolutely. I agree but we need that though on yeah. some level. Yeah. You do for entertainment purposes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that we discuss a lot, right, is when we, I'm sure Adrian, I mean, you'd be able to clue us in. We watch it season after season and see ridiculous things that go on, especially the charter guests, right? It just seems like every season they're trying to top each other. Like there was that, you know, what, a season or two ago when that woman jumped off yes. the boat mm-hmm. with Lee and the charter is right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's Dolores. It. So... <laughs> We say the same thing. Like, we almost can't believe some of the stuff that happens. Like, all right, these people are hoping for a spinoff on like below deck and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think, or is there a certain amount of encouragement from like production when it comes to stuff like that? Like, do they encourage guests to act zany or wacky or the crew as well? Like, what happens behind the scenes? So, here's the hard part for me to answer yeah. because my season, the production team had less than no clue what they were doing. So they had nothing but the time to turn on the cameras and run after us. They didn't have time to manipulate situations or to put words in our mouth and tell us to say things. Uh, The show is not scripted. There's a giant misconception that it is, and it's not. Uh, You know, people like Cherica say that production (laughs) tells them to say and do certain Uh, things because it alleviates them of the responsibility of their shitty actions. Mm-hmm. but but nobody ever told us what to say or what to do they did manipulate certain situations for us in that like when we would go out to dinner at night they would tell the wait staff at the restaurant to withhold our food and just send us free drinks so that everybody would get plowed oh. and fight and fuck but they never told us what to say or what to do and i think that that's the misconception now i see that so as to say I don't know what it's like now filming. They could, because they have the pressure of living up to other ratings for previous seasons, and because there's competing shows now, you know, different franchises, 
it's possible that there is a lot more manipulation that happens now. I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they don't go to the guests and say, make some more demands on your preference sheets to make it Mm -hmm. more difficult for the chefs and for the staff. Because that's something I could very much see them doing. Or they get the preference sheets from the guests and they beef them up with Mm -hmm. the theme parties. Because the theme party thing, and this is one thing I will say, the theme party thing is not actually that big of a deal on real Mm -hmm. charter boats. We'll do one or possibly two theme parties in a week, not two or three in a day. And that is added for pressure. So it's possible that some of those charter guests come in and go, well, we've got a birthday and we have an anniversary and somebody's cat just died. So we need to do an at sea memorial. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's possible that they come into it because they're celebrating some kind of an occasion. And I get that, but the guests are not the ones that are going, we need a white party and a pirate party and a seventies disco theme party. All of those pieces of things, you see the chief stews picking up the phone and making a phone call to get that stuff. And that is legitimately what I had to do my first season, mm-hmm. which is why you never see me with the guests because I'm too busy making phone calls to like get all of these demands made. Once they realized how time consuming that was, they gave that job to a production person and the chief students don't have to do that anymore. That's all mm. for the camera. Oh. Them picking up a phone and going, I need a steel drum band on right. Tuesday. Right. That's all taken care of. And all those costumes and all the outfits and decorations, that's all done by somebody else. Because if you were doing that for three or four different themes for one charter out of six charters in six weeks, you would do nothing but spend all of your time on the phone trying to source all those things. That makes sense because I always wondered, I'm like, wow, this charter is only two days. They only found out about these people the day before. Like they made all these orders. So that makes a lot of sense. Because I always like, wow, how do they have all this stuff already? Even like the phone calls on med, when you see Sandy call Norma, right? we've had Norma on the podcast and that's just an homage to Norma. Norma doesn't Mm -hmm. do bookings for Bravo. She's farther along in the industry, but they've known each other for years. So that's just a nod to her. So there are little inside things that they do Mm -hmm. just to produce the show, like the preference sheet meetings. Those don't exist either. So no. No. I always wondered about that. That actually goes on every single charter. I'm like, it looks too staged. Yeah, right. and it totally is. Yeah. We also usually don't, I mean, there's times when the captain, when we do a charter, when the captain will get an envelope full of cash, but it's generally not as the guests are walking off the boat. That happens in a separate meeting when he goes through all of the expenses of the trip and everything. Like they're doing an all-inclusive. That's not how yachting really works. Like the captain has the responsibility of sitting down with the guests and explaining to them, you gave us X amount of dollars before we started this trip. Here's where all your money went. This is what's left over if there is any, or this is what you owe us because we spent more money than we thought we were going to. And you still have to tip us kind of thing. Wow. So I wanted to ask, what were your thoughts on the tip last week from Charka? that was the worst i think i've ever seen yeah because it's gone progressively bigger (laughs) yeah yeah it was the worst and we did talk to if you haven't listened to it right i did listen to that and they did i know they explained that they did their own tip yeah normally it's prepaid okay Mm -hmm. bravo when they book these contracts with people to come on 
they set aside $15,000 as the tip. So that's why we see that as the minimum. And then the people are welcome to bring cash and pay above that if they feel it's warranted. So it depends again on the guests. If the guests are all pulling their money together to be able to go on this discounted super yacht, you're not going to see a huge tip over the 15. But if you've got somebody like the Orbison family, when they came on, you're going to see more because they can actually go on yachts and have been on yachts. Yeah. So it depends on the clientele, but 15 is usually the minimum. And this was an aberration because a cruise got canceled and Cherica was a fill-in for people who dropped out. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know Cherica was the actual villain. I thought I thought they the they hairdresser and yeah. husband that happened like all about a month before wow. the cruise actually happened because Bravo started requiring vaccinations. Right. Right. And there was a charter who weren't willing to do that. And so they dropped out last minute. So I don't know oh. that Cherica was the only one that they called. They could have called multiple people and they were the only ones available. Right. I guess the ones who jumped on it. Yeah. (laughs) Good point. Yeah, that was pretty horrible, those people. And it's very obvious. Like, I know she has a history of reality TV. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like, it's like, are they, do they think they're funny? Like maybe like, oh, her, remember, uh, right. Like maybe me and my mom, like we'll be like Kardashians, like a yeah. family show. Like, I don't I know. Auditioning as well when they're on the I show think they're like hoping that. Bravo is like, Oh, these people are entertaining, which they very well may think so because they clearly brought the drama, but I think they're really too unlikable. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see people like enjoying that. Yeah. Do you remember Jackie, the queen of Versailles, who was on Solo Deck? Mm -hmm. Supposedly, she is getting another reality show. So I I do think there are guests that come on with that hope. You know, which I have no, I don't really have an objection to because she was. She wasn't too bad, but she had the teenage sons that like stayed up drinking and then they got mad at Ashling, right? Yeah. That's her. her. Yeah. Yeah. She herself and, the, and her husband. The husband was, the, was really the nice. With the sweet tea yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was so chill. And even on yeah. her old reality show, he was very chill. So, yeah. Guests like that, I don't mind. Guests no. that yeah. do what Chuck did, that's oh, beyond. No. Yeah. I would like to know how Brandy is. Remember Brandy? Oh, oh. that was like having alcohol poisoning repeatedly. Oh, throughout. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> was she well, the one that slipped and fell on the beach that got dropped on her ass? Yes. <laughs> and then yeah. like they had to take her out. They had to like go save her from the beach picnic. She was with, remember that lady who... She was on Morticia, twice Morticia married. and she loved chef to Adrian. And then it was a different, I forget. She came on the set next season, yeah. mm-hmm. but she brought Brandy who came on inebriated. Yeah. yeah. And then it yeah. was hilarious. Cause I just remember, I think it was Courtney was up on lates and she's cleaning up and she's like, just appears after being knocked out all day. 
Should get a spinoff? I not a spinoff. I would like. I would like like a below deck. Where are they now? Exactly. Is Brandy alive? Yeah. We just wanted. We just wanted to check in. Okay, Bravo. We know you're listening. Roseanne has an excellent idea. If you do it, you owe her a cut. She's memorable, and that girl, Crystal. Oh, she was Mm. awful. Oh, the Crystal, the cocoon of shame. That one. <laughs> oh, she, oh and she, yes. And she uh, kept like sorority girl. Her, she was like right. abusive to her friends. She Ooh. was like, hitting Caddy. She and, was yeah. she was quite yeah, she I was would like to do a where and like and then I did read like the Bravo things that like her and that guy, what's his name, Ross, like Ross. up after. Mm-hmm. There was some yes. yes, right? Yeah. I oh, guess yes. her husband divorced her, I'm assuming. Or some, I mean, in the Bravo universe, you just don't know. But I would like a Bravo. That would be a good episode. Bravo guests, where are they now? Right. And they have those yacht rageous moments with the different captains, so they should have like you know what a yacht rageous guest. I think it would be interesting to follow up with a guest after them seeing themselves on TV and all of their friends seeing them too, and their reactions to how oh, they felt yes. about it afterwards. Because you, it would yes. just be one show filled with nothing but regret. I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, like a galley talk, not with actual crew members, but the opposite. Yes. Like I, a I, people's I, couch of guests. Yes. From Blow Deck, like, all that. Ooh, would, I don't, where they have to yeah. watch their own episode and yes. do commentary. Oh, oh, God. Could you imagine? I love it. I think, I think I, I'm, I I'm all for it. I'd watch it 100%. I think I read about guests who I think came from Florida. They were American. And they mm-hmm. actually had a viewing party for their friends and family because their episode was coming on. Right. And from the article I read, supposedly they were extremely disappointed. With the editing. With the editing, because I think that they were good guests. And most of the drama focused on the cast. So when the actual episode aired, they were kind of minimizing the episode. I think that when they're good guests, that they're not interesting. Exactly. Which is a shame. Right. You know? They're not memorable as much. Yeah. Yeah. Because even when we talked to the Orbisons, they even said that. They went on several excursions because it was right at the beginning of covid and so they were still able to do things because in Croatia, they had such a minimal infection rate. So yeah. they went on a bunch of different excursions and they didn't show really anything except Roy getting trashed. Right. <laughs> and he was like, not a belligerent drunk. No, like, no, you're just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're such good people. He's not belligerent yeah. about anything. No, <laughs> he was having a good time and was good for him. Yeah, no. To the crew or anybody else. Right, right, right. I actually wanted to, if you don't mind, I actually wanted to ask Adrian. Speaking about being abusive to the crew, um, <laughs> I, oh I boy. wanted to, because Jen had mentioned that you're, you know, you're on, going to be on charter now, right, on a smaller boat than like a mega yacht. Correct. Now, with obviously, with a lot of experience through the years, do you prefer a bigger crew, like on a mega yacht, or a smaller crew on a smaller kind of boat? because there's too many egos and too many things to keep in check, which do you prefer? So I was at a Yacht Chef event right before we came to do this at Mm. my favorite place in Fort Lauderdale, Culinary Convenience, which if you're ever in town, you have to check this place out because it's like chef porn nonstop. It's amazing. Their store is amazing. And so I'm talking to a guy who 
was on Chopped. His name is Matt. He was on Chopped a while ago, but he said that he got into yachting recently. He had a bunch of restaurants and he sold all that and sold his house, moved down here. And he wanted to get into yachting because he thought it was really interesting and he wanted to travel, get paid to travel. And I said, well, awesome. And I said, what you're going to find is your happy place. I have learned over 16 years of doing this, that my happy place is between 75 feet and 130 feet because a 130 foot boat has about seven or eight crew on it. And that's the Mm. maximum that I want to deal with. Mm. And any more than that, and it's too many personalities. And most of the boats that I work on are under that. And I like that because I get paid the same exact amount of money, but my life is so much easier and less stressful most Mm. of the time. So it's me on this boat. I have the captain. I have two stews and me for this trip. And it's delightful. And I love being in this range because it's not super formal. Mm -hmm. So we're not doing eight course plated dinners every night. We're not doing crazy theme parties. The boat that I'm on right now, I love this group. These are owners that I work for all the time. And they're Mm -hmm. super low key and a lot of fun. And we sit down and eat with them too. I mean, it's that informal. That is awesome. Yeah, we do everything family style and we sit down and eat with them because we're like a part of their family. And they appreciate us because they work hard for the money that they earn to be able to afford this boat in the first place. And they know we're working equally as hard for them. And those are the kind of boats that I love to work on. After 16 years of doing this, I now get to pick and choose the jobs that I do. And these are the kind of boat programs I love because I walk away. Like I looked forward for two months to do this trip. Because I knew that I was going to have a great time and have fun with these people. Mm. I still end up on boats where my guests are a pain in the ass and I can't wait for (laughs) the trip to be over. But that's rare these days at this point. Yeah. And when I was talking to this guy who just got into the industry, I was saying, Mm. you know, eventually you'll figure out where your happy place is. He goes, I just don't want to work in a kitchen with anybody else. I'm excited to be my own little island and do my own thing and not have to deal with a menu that is prescribed to the restaurant concept that I am tied to. I run my own restaurant every single day with almost no budget. And I get to be a different kind of restaurant every single day. I'm doing Mediterranean tomorrow. I'm doing Italian so I can experiment and play with things and see what works and what doesn't work. You can't do that in a restaurant. You know, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it's different. We're actually glad to hear you say that there are owners out there like that because we always talked about if we ever right. win the lottery. We always were always like, I'm like, remember that I don't want this on my preference sheet. Yeah. Like I talk about it like it's gonna <laughs> so funny. Probably not. Oh, you're manifesting it. You never know. <laughs> and as far as like, you know, all these crazy requests they have in the preference sheet, like I want the beach party, I want this. We're like, listen, we don't want a beach party. Yeah. We we would pretty much want to hang out with the crew kind of like this and just ask them questions and pick their brains the whole time and have them eat with us like, yeah we just want to i would love to eat tales the of the sea you know right. what i mean like we want to hear about their experiences yeah and we always say we missed our calling we're like why did we get normal not that it's not a normal job but why did we get traditional jobs instead right. of going to Fort Lauderdale, i was like we should have done this before we had kids like yeah. i could have been a stew you could have been deckhand we could have traveled so it's like secretly 
the yeah. you know and we always joke when we retire i'm like i don't know if they're gonna want these old it. people <laughs> year old greenhorn by the time you retire maybe all of the regulars who they try and carry through for a through line on the shows will be that age as well and they'll want to yeah. be surrounded by people their own age yeah <laughs> you know? they def- we definitely won't make it to the show because we'll be like we're going to bed we're not going out tonight we're old tonight. <laughs> like, i never see that crew member like oh she's sleeping again she's sleeping <laughs> we're sleeping in our bunkers. but it is a secret dream You'd be the new Jessica. <laughs> you know what? You would be surprised how many people do yachting as a second and even third career. Like one of my favorite crew members ever that I got put in touch with by a friend of mine who runs the school here. She was in the Navy, the U.S. Navy, and she decided after she retired from her naval position after 20 something or 30 years or whatever it was, whatever her tenure there was that she just wanted to get paid to travel and be on a yacht instead. And she got into this and I'm not going to give away her age because she'd probably kill me, but she got into this later in life and she is loving it. I mean, she has had an amazing career and she loves what she's doing. A lot of women I know who are divorced or have had other careers and they're empty nesters because their kids are all gone. They're, you know, Mm -hmm. screw it. I'm just going to go travel around and get paid for it. It's all the same things that I'm doing at my house for my children and my, you know, ex-husband that I'm not getting paid for. So I might as well go get yeah. paid for it anyway. I do. I call myself the chief stew of the house. <laughs> I love that. I'm third stew and there's only two of us. So <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call myself the bosun by any <laughs> You're the first mate, Michael. Come on. <laughs> yes. Very Very yes. Of all the franchises, do you guys have a preference or any below deck is good with you? We talked about this. We have differing opinions. You know, we're this. purists. We love the original. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, our heart belongs there. But I will say the last two seasons have been a little lackluster. Mm-hmm. I feel like Agreed. I don't feel like the crew gel no and there were it, like and, we, and I said it was like a, it's very forgettable like I had to remember who the chief stew was in the just the last season so but I Honolulu really love sailing yachts yes and he had to remind <laughs> me he's like you know the cheerleader I'm like right right I was like yeah I she you know she, I'm Jen not, calls her know. Honolulu Barbie yes oh, I can see that I can see yeah that, definitely well, I didn't love her, but I really, I love sailing yacht a lot lately. I really, really am liking Glenn more and more mm-hmm. every season. I was a purist like you guys, and the original was always my favorite, mm-hmm. but the last two seasons of sailing yacht mm-hmm. have stolen me away. They really yeah. have. Because it's more intimate and okay. casual mm-hmm. too. It doesn't seem as over the top. I mean, right. the crew can be, but it doesn't right. seem like Steve with his foam parties. It's not mm-hmm. that kind of climate. Right. Yeah. And I know you love, it, he he differs. Uh, I know you love Steve. <laughs> I know. That, see, he, I want it that deep. <laughs> <laughs> see, that, he, we, see, 
we're going to need him for one of the, you know, where are they now episodes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I needs think to be on he that. and Captain Lee are still friends. I think. Yes. I, I think I remember yeah, them saying that. And, but he likes Below Deck Med, I think, more than Sailing Yacht. I like, yeah, I like. So we disagree on that. OG is number one. Number two mm-hmm. is Med. Number three is Sailing Yacht. Yeah. Even though I guess I do prefer for Glenn over Sandy yeah. as far as captains. I always really liked Sandy, but that Hannah, the Hannah Malia saga. Oh, Malia. We call Malia Maritime Malia because she's like <laughs> quoting Maritime Law. Yeah. And I don't I know. <laughs> I don't hate her. Yeah. I thought she was more likable the last season. On purpose. <laughs> probably right. but i really didn't like the whole the way that all unfolded with kiko mm-hmm. and then her boyfriend swooped in it just that seemed very manipulated and after that i don't know i think i like sandy as a person i didn't felt differently about her as a captain after that yeah yeah i'm but, with you on but, that i actually Will, who was a super fan a few weeks ago, he messaged me on IG this morning and was telling me about an interview with Malia. And he sent me the link and I'm like, dude, I need Cliff's notes because there's no way that I'm clicking on that <laughs> link. <laughs> and he was just like, but, but, but. And I'm like, no, I realize that I'm being childish and immature in this moment, but I don't care. <laughs> right. And then like Michael, him, he's like not the biggest Hannah fan, but we both agreed. Mm-hmm. I liked Hannah. I thought yeah, I thought well, she had a rough season well, though. But I just it felt wrong. I did think Hannah though was one foot out the door. Yeah, right. she's, I think she's been yeah. she was done. Yeah. She was yeah. done. But I mean, I didn't think that was right. I mean, as just like a Valium, come on. And I know Adrian knows all the laws, I'm sure. And I did see an interview that you did that you kind of contradicted the way Sandy dealt with that. So it kind of made me realize even more like that it was a little bit like they were just being a little too tough on her. They were out to get Hannah. Yeah. 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 Right. And I mean, there are boats that have a zero tolerance policy for things like drugs. And I understand exactly why, because right. there's a lot of say it doesn't bother me that you would follow the rules my bigger issue is the way that it was handled Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what my problem is is not that they followed the rules so much as I feel and then you know the whole scene with Sandy chasing her down the I was just like stop just stop already (laughs) like this is going to make you unlikable and you know it so just deal with it because this is the bed that you made right yeah, so that's how I felt about it at the end of all of that. I just wanted, mm-hmm. I for Hannah, I wanted that to be over, and for Sandy to chase her down the dock like that, I was like, "What the hell? This is not yeah. cool." Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, there are elements of that that are accurate, but the way that and things about it, like Malia, is not the person who would be searching anybody's stuff. That's not how that goes. She's not in charge of that. And for her to just elect to do that on her own just shows how vicious she is. And didn't she do that after she had fought with Hannah about letting her boyfriend, whoever, he was pretty, he was a nightmare as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why are we shocked? We're not Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just felt like, did she, it seemed so obvious that she did it because she was annoyed with the room situation that Hannah was giving her a hard time about it. 
Yeah. Right. And for her to fall back and say that, no, 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 it was safety. Just own what you're doing. Absolutely. I would have respected her more if she had been honest about it and not tried to feed us a line of bull. So. Right. Mm-hmm. She had her evicted. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. <laughs> no other way to say it. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Exactly. Well, what are you guys looking forward to from the rest of the sailing yacht season? Oh, they ended us on a pretty dramatic cliffhanger this cliffhanger. Weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm expecting a lot of Gary's. I think going to go for Gabriella. If I if I'm wrong, I feel like I've seen it in the promos. Gonna go for Gabrielle. I feel the same way. So. I'd like to see Kelsey. What? Why don't we see her? I feel yeah. like no one. They never interview her. What, she what, like what, makes a comment here and there. I don't know anything about what her. Kind of fearing. I hope it's not true that because like we're like did she, did something happen later in the season that they're not focused? Like on her remember like that guy Pete? <laughs> and we never saw yes. him, and they like cut all his scenes <laughs> yeah. because he. I hope said something inappropriate is she just boring i don't know but i don't I think, think she's I'd boring like i her. find her funny right find... she seems she's quirky. she's quirky yeah yeah i think yeah. there's just so much going on when right. they get locked editing mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. All, everything's in the can and they get locked into a narrative they yeah. really have to build that arc and carry mm-hmm. it through and i yes. think she just wasn't in the mix of that so mm-hmm. all they can really show of her is her quirky little one-liners yeah. right. or giggling I, in her sleep or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking forward to everything, really. I mean, we love Marcos. Love mm-hmm. him. Love Marcos. I mean. We actually think about that, too. So I don't know. He's so nice. And right. usually the really good chefs, not that they're mean, but they're like emotional right he seems pretty yep. chill like i mean he lost a piece of his head and he's like right, back to work <laughs> yeah well I mean, we also say the same thing he's kind of zen because remember when he talked about his backstory right like venezuela he, yeah, he he's on the run country and on the run like everything else is cream cheese now right that's right. why he's so but mellow. you could tell he's so talented we're really enjoying him yeah so we, we also want to ask you ladies you know how again you have a certain vibe when you first watch season again, who's purposely being over extra to, you know, be the, the focus of attention. We also, right. uh, I guess, kind of predict if this chef is going to be a bad chef or a good chef. Obviously, we have good feelings about Marcos. Mm-hmm. Have you watched Down Under yet? I have. And I think <laughs> Ryan is a giant tool. Yes. Because <laughs> we only watched one episode last night. Yeah. Or did, yes. I don't know if it was the day before. We were like, let's just watch one. You know, it'll be good to prepare us for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And a minute he spoke, I was like, oh, no. It was just like yeah. what I thought about Ashley. <laughs> He's going to be a problem. He's yeah. going to be a problem. Once I. He's just, horrible. Just, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, Asia. Asia. Mm-hmm. We love Asia. We love Asia. But once mm-hmm. Asia sat him down, they had that first heart to heart. Like, listen, I want to see, you know, are you going to be one of those chefs who's very extra? And he gave like such a smart ass answer. I'm like, this guy. And he was like, don't yeah. be stupid. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> going to be a disaster. She's, yeah. first of all, like one of the nicest stews mm-hmm. I think I've seen on the show. Like, she's just so sweet. I and mean, she's <laughs> taking the initiative to kind of, you know, like set things down. Like, listen, I, I want to know how you work things. And, Again, she was just being playful, and he just came out like, oh, this guy. Yeah, but we didn't watch anything. We just watched the one episode, but 
Well, watch yeah, the other it. two. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. He is a piece of work. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because it, it's almost painful to watch because we love Marco so much. So we're mm-hmm. going from that to this. And we're right. Like, oh. It's a very interesting contrast. It is. It really is. Yeah. And we're not going to cover it here on the podcast. There's just not enough hours in the week because right, Adrian works full time. Yes, yes. But we are watching it. We're keeping up with it. And it is a very stark contrast. And just some of the characters that are involved. I love Toomey so far. I think mm-hmm. you guys are really going to like her even more over the next couple of episodes. Mommy, um, said the apple. Yes. Hi. <laughs> You might want to cut that out. I might want to keep that in. I love that. (laughs) We had a nice, strong conversation about not interrupting, but I guess that that's already been forgotten. But anyway, takes precedence. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That's all right. But with like Benny, I cannot figure that dude out because my heart kind of goes out to him. You'll hear right. about his his mother dying Mm -hmm. yeah but then there's this dichotomy where it's almost a male lexi situation Mm. where you kind of wonder like okay yes this happened to you and i feel sympathetic but also you're here to do a job kind of thing Mm -hmm. right i think he thinks he's on holiday right to get away from everything right Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm still getting used to the personalities but yeah, right. I think it's good. And Adrian and I are super looking forward to the adventure series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, do I know about this? Spill a little, Adrian. Oh, boy. So there's another series that's coming out probably this summer once Down Under wraps up. That'll be, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, exclusively on Peacock. Okay. That is about adventure series, which was filmed in Norway this past summer. And I know a couple of the crew that are on board the boat, which makes me super excited because I know the captain mm-hmm. and I know the chief stew. One, I'm super excited for them because nobody's ever seen them before. Mm-hmm. But two, I think it's going to be an entirely different vibe, just like sailing is a different vibe from mm-hmm. the others. Okay. You know, I think they're... I did hear about this. Their focus is going to be on the activities mm-hmm. and still some of the drama that we've come to know and love. Right. But more about the boat itself and the activities that they're getting into and like really extreme activities. It's not like effing beach parties. You know yeah, what I mean? Going snorkeling like, or you know, something like that, like wave running. Oh, uh, okay. Right. They're actually doing cool activities, which okay. is super fun. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm very excited about that because I mean, how many things can go wrong when you're paragliding on an iceberg, you know, (laughs) 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 there's still going to be plenty of drama. (laughs) Yes. Listen, like I said with Marcos, he just went into the bilge and got his head cut off. So I'm sure there's going to be some interesting injuries. Interesting too, going from what? Uh, all the Caribbean and the tropical places yes. in Norway. Right? I thought I heard that they were doing like a below deck. I thought they said Iceland. So I guess this is 
what they're really doing. The correct two from what I understood that they were debating between were Alaska and Norway, and Norway mm. won out. So okay, okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. I am too. So we've got a full year ahead of us. I know you have a bedtime to keep. Yes. <laughs> so someone doesn't correct any more f bombs. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. You have a middle schooler and an elementary schooler. I they're love that. They're great ages soak it up because soon enough you'll be an empty nester like me and you'll be begging to have that back no hopefully it'll be on my yacht yeah uh, (laughs) yeah if you are remember who your friends are who brought you on their podcast okay (laughs) (laughs) but thank you guys so much for joining us you have been a ball and we hope to have you back maybe for another series down oh the road. yes ah, we would love, love to. that would be it awesome so nice it was so nice talking to yeah, both of you it was really great yeah. we enjoyed it i could talk for hours but like you said it's bedtime it's yeah. bedtime, bedtime for us more than yes, us yes. Yeah. that's the truth and, that I, is and i'm I'm sure Adrian needs to get to bed as well. Oh, yeah, she's got a charter tomorrow and she's off to the Bahamas. Lucky duck. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back next Wednesday with the recap for episode six. And until then, bye. 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 Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.